I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down just a little bit, help you divide the rage from the reason. We're going to elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense on a Monday. And so many things going on uh, in the wake of events last week in our nation's capital We're going to talk about those. We're going to break those down. We're going to work through the implications of what comes next. Uh, Nine days until the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. And uh, much is going to happen in uh, Capitol Hill over the coming days. And so we're going to cover all of that. Look at all the angles, what it means and what it means to us right here. And what does it mean to us in our homes? We're going to look at uh, history for a few lessons there as we go through the day. Uh, Also, coming up at 1135 today, you don't want to miss this. Kelsey Dallas from the Deseret News is going to join us uh, talking about some really interesting legislation that is moving through that could have a tremendous impact on religious liberty. And always appreciate Kelsey Dallas's insight. Uh, She is uh, switched on and cued in to what's happening in uh, that particular space, uh, what's happening in the courts, what's happening at the Supreme Court in particular, what's happening in terms of legislation, not just nationally, but in uh, states as well. And so Kelsey Dallas will weigh in uh, for us uh, coming up here at 1135. We're also going to look at some interesting principles today in terms of how we go about making sense of all the things that have been going on. Uh, And as always, I want you to weigh in. Help us elevate the conversation today. You can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. We'll uh, read some of those comments as we go through the show today. And the place that I want to begin today is uh, I want to kind of set a a premise in terms of what we're trying to do uh, as we come on the air every day, as uh, you tune us in, uh, whether you're out driving around, making deliveries or uh, running kids to school, uh, or if you're at the office and just got us turned on, if you got the KSL News Radio app uh, switched on, uh, powered by our friends at Any Hour Services and uh, are just following along, uh, I always look at it this way. As I, as I look at my job, uh, both here on radio and also the writing I do for the Deseret News as the opinion editor, and I want you to know where I'm coming from uh, in terms of what we're trying to do as we, we go through. Some people write uh, to express their thoughts. What they're what they're thinking about, what they're feeling inside, 
Uh, I write to learn what I think. Uh, there is a process, there is an exactness that comes when you actually have to put things on paper, so to speak, uh, and it causes you to crystallize your thinking just a little bit more. Uh, and so I, I always uh, jokingly say that uh, my first audience is always myself, uh, because for me, this is a process of discovery. This is a learning. I uh, I do not come on the air. I do not take uh, a pen uh, to tell people what I think uh, or what they should think. Uh, this is a process for me, uh, and that's why your involvement, your engagement means so much to me because it's, it is a process. I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm gaining understanding. I'm considering things I hadn't supposed before, uh, and we need to do that. Uh, some people speak to, to share what they know, to teach what they know. Uh, I speak to discover what I believe, uh, and so that's, that's what I'm trying to do, and I hope you're doing the same. Uh, because it's so easy, especially especially in the bubbles that we tend to live in in our everyday lives, that we either just surround ourselves with only those who agree with us, uh, or we talk about civility only with those who agree with us, or when we're given an opportunity to say something, uh, it's for us to tell what we know or to show what we know. And for me, it's just the, the opposite of that. We've, we've got to get a place where we write and we speak as part of a process of learning, of figuring out what we think and understanding what we believe. And then we can come to a better place in terms of what we actually end up knowing in the end. And so as we approach these topics going through the week this week, and there's going to be a lot of rage, there'll be far more rage than reason this week, I can guarantee you that. It will come from across the political spectrum. No one has a corner on rage, and no one has a corner on reason, by the way. And so we're going to explore all of that as we move things through. But let's start with what we do know, some of the things that have been said that we can react to, we can respond to, we can process uh, as we go through this journey of discovery and figuring out. Uh, and I hope you're framing it this way in your head. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time today to write some things down to find out what I think. I'm going to say some things today so I can figure out what I actually believe. Uh, that's an important part of that process. And I think especially in our country at a, at a time of a, a lot of angst and fear and frustration and weariness, uh, so many are just so weary. I can't tell you how many people I've interacted with over the last week who are just exhausted, who are just weary, uh, and who are looking for a, a different way out. Uh, and so we know uh, we know that uh, this morning that the uh, House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. Uh, introduced a resolution calling on Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment uh, to, uh, in essence, uh, try to remove uh, President Trump from office. Uh, that was objected to. Uh, so they tried to do this by unanimous consent. This is an important thing, too. A lot of times you'll hear uh, it said, uh, so for instance, today, Representative Alex Mooney uh, from West Virginia, uh, he objected. And so some people say, well, he blocked the legislation. Uh, and that's not accurate. Uh, what he did was he objected to a unanimous consent. In other words, they were trying to do this resolution calling on the vice president to remove President Trump through the 25th Amendment by unanimous consent, which means that it's introduced. And if no one objects, then it's unanimous, as if everyone had voted yes. What Representative Mooney did today was object not to block, but to force 
every representative to go on the record and for there actually to be debate and a vote. Uh, And so that's what actually took place today. Uh, And so there has been some mischaracterizations out there uh, in terms of what happened, what's happened so far uh, and what's likely to happen next. So the things that I'm watching for coming up uh, in the hours and days ahead. uh, So you will have this vote tomorrow on this resolution, uh, which basically gives the vice president 24 hours to to act um, on something that he they're really asking the wrong question. Uh, the, the 25th Amendment was not designed uh, for this kind of scenario specifically. Uh, and we should remember that the 25th Amendment does not remove the president from office. It's simply uh, he remains in the presidency. He is the president. Uh, but then the vice president becomes the acting president uh, with that power. And so that's not likely to happen. And, and then, of course, what we'll really end up with uh, is the formal introduction. We do know what that there is just a single article of impeachment that is coming from Congress, and this is likely to be voted on on Wednesday of this week. So remember, we are nine days and one hour, less than one hour, nine days and 47 minutes uh, from the inauguration of uh, the president-elect, Joe Biden, uh, to become the next president of the United States. And so uh, the countdown clock is uh, is ticking away. And as we look at that, as we think through what that really means, we really have to start asking ourselves some different questions in terms of what Congress can do and what Congress should do. Uh, Those are not always the same thing. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Restraint is uh, the ultimate use of power uh, and demonstration of character. And so those are all things that need to be factored in as we go through this process of figuring out what is going to happen in the United States Congress uh, in the coming days. And again, be very careful in terms of the rage and the rhetoric uh, over the coming days. Uh, they, it will incite, uh, it will anger, it will frustrate. And the thing that it often is preventing is from us seeing each other, as David Brooks would say, and being seen, and seeing others deeply, and being deeply seen. And that's where we have to get in the country. We're going to talk about that a little later on in the program today. Uh, But coming up next, we're going to go back to a conversation I had with Bob Woodward, talking about what Gerald Ford did in pardoning Richard Nixon and what the lessons we should learn today. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 